This report was issued in 1892, and it was addressed to the Honorable, the Select, and Common Councils of the City of Scranton. It begins, The Board of Trustees of the Scranton Public Library, Albright Memorial Building, present their first annual report showing the condition, expenditures, and necessities of the library and property as required by the trust deed and the ordinance of the City of Scranton. In pursuance of their declared intention and in order to immediately render available the property on the corner of Washington Avenue and Vine Street as a location for the public library, the heirs of Joseph J. Albright and Elizabeth Albright on the 24th of February, 1890, executed and delivered their deed for said premises to William T. Smith, Henry Beelan, Jr., and Alfred Hand as trustees to carry out the intention of the grantors. After the conveyance of the real estate, John Joseph Albright proceeded at once to prepare plans for the erection of the library building, which now approaches completion and will probably be ready for the reception of books within six months. No pains or expense have been spared by Mr. Albright to perfect the plans and provide for all the conveniences and privileges of a large circulating and reference library building adapted to the necessities of a modern library free to all. He has exceeded his first estimate of its cost, and when completed the property will be worth in whole about $200,000, and few, if any, buildings will be found better adapted to meet the convenience of the public and the purpose of its erection. On the 30th day of June, 1891, the board elected Henry J. Carr, an experienced person and highly recommended as librarian at a salary of $1,800 per annum, who began his duties in August following. The board, after soliciting bids from various responsible and well-known publishing houses, have let the larger portion of books be purchased to the lowest responsible bidders and have ordered in the whole about $15,500 worth of books. The librarians and secretaries' reports are also appended to which reference is made to some public library comparisons showing certain facts gathered by the secretary relating to some of the different cities of the United States who support public libraries. It is deemed proper to state in this first report that free public library is deemed now an essential adjunct to the proper growth, intelligence, and welfare of our cities. It soon becomes one of the most popular and beneficent institutions for which money may be appropriated or taxes levied. If there were ever any doubts in the minds of intelligent people in regard to the policy of sustaining libraries by public funds, they have vanished as the knowledge, happiness, and welfare of the citizens from the humblest child to the most intelligent and honored citizen of the Commonwealth are considered. Our city is to be most enthusiastically congratulated that the private generosity which has furnished the princely gift of the grounds and the elegant building soon to be completed, and the citizens' spontaneous establishment of the library have placed us in the forefront of intelligent, progressive cities. That from 
the first annual report of the Scranton Public Library Albright Memorial Building in behalf of the Board of Trustees, Alfred Hand, President, Scranton, Pennsylvania, February 3, 1892. If we were able to observe the festivities, the dancing, the laughing, all the good spirits at the corner of Washington Avenue and Vine, the event that will be taking place at the start of this Memorial Day weekend, we would be forgiven if we interpreted the goings-on as a celebration of the longevity of the library and the realization of the vision of the original founders. We wouldn't be wrong, in fact. Alfred Hand, in closing his report in 1892, challenged his colleagues to persevere with this civically-minded project. We have now an opportunity to let the coming generation know of what we are made. The citizens and their leaders provided the necessary resources for the library to begin, be established, to flourish. And as they now celebrate on May 27th with dancing and singing and cheering, they will be remembering the past, applauding the present, and building for the future. Friday, May 27th, the Scranton Public Library will present Swingin' on Vine to benefit the library. We had a chance to speak with two members of the library staff, Jessica Sorrenti, head of IT and digital services, and Jennifer Schoner, assistant to the CEO of the Scranton Public Library, to fill us in on Swingin' on Vine and to help us reimagine the past. I have a wonderful coworker named Alyssa who's been really diving into the history of the Albright Memorial Library. So it's been a lot of fun. So it's 127 years old now, built in 1893, June 1st. So its birthday is coming up soon. It's just a beautiful building. It looks like Hogwarts to me, if anyone's a millennial fan. So I love it though. We have the main floor, which is mainly our fiction, nonfiction, all that good stuff. And then on the upper floor is our reference department in the Hinkman room. And that room holds a lot of lectures. And then the basement, it's all staff, but it's a very busy staff area because we have our interlibrary loan office out of there. So any books you want across the state, that's where it comes through. What do you love about the building, Jenny? Oh, there's so much. I've actually been employed by Scranton Public Library for 20-some years, since I was 14 <laughs> years old. Um, I actually worked at the Lackawanna County Children's Library before this position. I just started in April. But what Jess was saying about Alyssa, our coworker, she has a podcast. So you can go on our website and link to our podcast, and she covers all the history of the Albright Library. She also goes over... She goes over the Albright family as well. Yes. Because, boy, they're interesting. And then she even goes into the first librarians of yes. the Albright. But then she'll she'll even... I mean, we have a couple historic buildings. We have the Silkman House, and we also have the Nancy K. Holmes Branch yeah. Library, which is actually, technically, Nancy K. is older than the Albright by a couple years. So she even goes into the history of all of them. And, of course, the... Lackawanna County Children's Library, which was initially the Christian Science Church. So, yeah. yeah, we have a lot of history at our library. What a thrill to come to work each day and go up and down the stairs and say, I wonder what it was like when. It's funny yep. that you say that because I often think about that. Like, who walked these halls before me? And even though you're surrounded by history, late 19th century history, you have up-to-date, technically advanced opportunities for us. We do, and it's it's been very apparent with the COVID pandemic how much libraries are needed 
and are a necessity in the community. Not every family has internet access, has Wi-Fi access, or may not even have a, a full functioning working computer. So we have seen definitely a surge of people coming into the library and using our computers simply just to fill out forms. There's a, all the state forms for everything, registration, unemployment, everything mm -hmm. is online. So we've been seeing a lot more people come into the library. But not only that, some people have received new technology as gifts or they bought it themselves during the pandemic and they're like, oh, I have this tablet, but I'm not really sure how to use it now. So we offer drop-by tech assistance as well. We have a wonderful digital services instructor. His name is Jason. Can't talk highly about him enough. And he helps people on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. They can drop by and get help with any of their technology. He has yes. incredible patience. Yeah, he and really he's just does. wonderful. And what do you see, Jenny, when you step over from the children's library to the grown-ups? <laughs> what kind of a shift has that been for you? There has been quite the shift. I would say that working with children, it's always changing. One minute you're working on PR, the next minute you're working with another child, and it, it's always, always flowing. With Albright, with adults, it's very regimented. Everything is scheduled, and I, I love that. I love having, you know, this day we do this, this day we do this, and a well-oiled machine. We know that budgets are tight governmentally and foundations and so forth. You all have to keep a flow of revenue so that you can keep doing what you do. And you have an annual event that is kick up your heels and have a wonderful <laughs> oh, yes. time, right? It Absolutely, is. yes. Our major fundraiser is called Swinging on Vine. It's a major block party. And we're super excited because obviously we're on the 500 block of Vine Street. So it's the perfect name for yep, it. Yep, hence Swingin the name. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, we have live music to get everyone dancing. So the band this year... Our personal friends of mine, picture perfect, but what's so great about them, they are an 11-piece band. They play top 40 music, uh, Bruno Mars, Beyonce, Usher, Adele. Um, they go into like Casey and the Sunshine Band, yeah. 70s funk. There's so much fun, so much fun, and enough music for everyone. Doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter if you know yeah, the song or for not. For anyone's taste. It's yeah. great. It's a holiday weekend, and you've been pretty lucky with weather, haven't yes, you? Pretty think, much. Yes. And even if it does rain, we will still have the event. We have a plan, of course, that well-oiled machine. We have a plan for if it does rain, we're bringing the party inside. It's a go. We're having yeah. swinging on vine no matter, no matter what. what. How does the event unfold then? You, you welcome us at 5 o'clock. Yes. From 5 to 6, you can enjoy food and beverages. We're doing it a little bit differently this year. So we'll have cookout style food, really to kick off that Memorial Day weekend vibe. We know a lot of our Scranton area businesses have kind of been hit hard, so we didn't yeah. want to ask too much of them too soon. Uh, so we did ask them for some raffle basket donations and they've been very wonderful in support of that way. So what we're doing is we are ordering hot dogs and we also have some vegetarian options. We've got salads, all good things like that, chips, all that good stuff. So cookout style food. And then we do have our desserts that are still donated by a couple of our local businesses. So Gertrude Hawk chocolates, Manuka pastry, and then a lot of our staff and volunteers will make their own. So it's very homemade. Oh, it's very good. 
it's just a good time. If you want to, there are beer, wine, and margaritas. So it is a 21 and over event. Uh-huh. But you don't have to. There's simply wine and soda. If you want to go that route, that's fine. But it's it's so much fun, and it is a great time for you to come out and see what the library is all about. You don't have to be a regular to come down. Mm-hmm. Just come check it out. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of new things going on, a lot mm-hmm. of new things that have been born out of the pandemic, and just new in general that have been ideas that we've had for so long, and now we've been able to do them. Just for one example, home delivery. We now offer home delivery. So if you look online and you see a book you want, you can say, I would like that book delivered to my house, please. And yep. then we get it and we send it on out. And that and that's the thing. Your ticket for this fundraiser, that's what your money's going towards. Going towards going to new so books, much. events, not only for Albright's Grant Public Library, but for the Children's Library as well. So yes. your money's going towards good. Towards four libraries under the Scranton Public yeah. Library that are serving our adults, teens, and kids. And 11th year? Yes. So- Absolutely. We, we were grateful to have the 10th anniversary back in 2019. Yeah. But we had to have a hiatus just because of the pandemic. But we're very, very happy to be yeah. on our 11th. When it gets to be a decade in counting, it's a tradition. Most definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, do we get to poke our noses inside the building or do we just stay outside? We get to see. Oh, no. You're going in. There's outside, (laughs) inside, inside. We will have lots of raffle baskets. So you'll dance outside and then you could come in. And that's where all of our desserts will be. So roam around. See what the library is all about. We are also having the day of our Swinging on Vine event at 11 a.m. for children. We have Meet Tug at the Children's Library. Tug is a real-sized tow tractor that helped Bethlehem's steel workers do their best. Tug will stop in Scranton on his way to New York. You can stop by and say hi to hear a story and have your picture taken with him. Bethlehem's history comes to life in this picture book brought to you by the Bethlehem Area Public Library and the National Museum of Industrial History. So it's going to be a a good time for kids. If you have kids that are absolutely into trucks and vehicles, tractors, this is most definitely an event for them. Now, could you tell among yourselves what people were reading during the pandemic? Was it learning more about the science of it? Or we really need to escape this world for a bit? Kind of a combo. Yeah, I I partake in Scranton Reads every year. And when we were trying to figure out what book we wanted, it was very split between, no, we should read a book about the Spanish flu influenza because it was very similar to what was happening now. The other half was like, oh, no, no, we we don't want to read any more about this. So what ended up happening was we actually read Never Caught by Erica Armstrong Dunbar, and we timed it well with February, which is Black History Month. So there are some people who wanted to dive into the science of pandemics and, and medicine. I'm not one of those people. I like escape. So Never Caught was a wonderful book to read. And it's actually nonfiction, but a wonderful book. And and I like my mysteries. I'm a mystery fan. Mm. And that's what's wonderful about a public library. You can have the best of both worlds, (laughs) most definitely. People use the library, as you were indicating, for many things. It's a real community center, isn't it? Most definitely. And thank you for using that word, because it is a community Mm -hmm. center. And, you know, we've been able to allow people to meet in person again. So we have a couple groups and nonprofits that like to use our community room space, and we've been able to open that back up to them. And now we've been able to also do hybrid, so they can both meet in person and have the rest on Zoom. And we provide that service free of charge if you're a nonprofit or just a community member. You know, we want people to understand that the library as a place is 
like you said, it's a community space. It really, really is. That's also the perfect time to bring up our maker space, don't you think? It really is. So this is born out of my other coworker. Her name is Tina. Uh, she started doing Maker Mondays again in the last last summer, trying to get that ball rolling again, just to get people to do something crafty. Maybe they haven't really explored the arts and crafts side of things before. And she does a lot of DIY projects that are very professional looking. And she has several cricket machines. And what was happening was she was making all the stencils at home and bringing them in for the group to use. And, you know, she said, why can't we get our own Cricut machine for the library? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that has been trending amongst the libraries is doing a makerspace. And the idea about that is you have a space which allows people to create. So with a grant from this Grantonaria Community Foundation, we were able to start this. We ordered several Cricut machines, a sublimination machine, an embroidery machine, and a laser cutter, and a couple MacBooks as well so you can design and create. And then, of course, we have our 3D printer. So we were able to order more mm-hmm. filament for that as well. So. There's also like podcasting And podcasting equipment, equipment. too. Yes. So if you're interested in podcasting, you, you can learn at the yeah. library. So we yeah. have all of this good stuff going on. And it's called the Makerspace. Do they have to register or? Oh, we do. We do prefer them to let us know ahead of time when they'd like to use the equipment. This way we can make sure we have a staff member on hand to help them if they're not familiar with using the equipment, if it's their first time. Just recently, we had a lady who does her own little book club on the side and she wanted to create mugs. So she made a reservation with us. She came in and one of my coworkers sat down with her and she designed her label through Canva, which we provided for her on the computer. And then, lo and behold, she had her mugs with her, with her book club design right on it. It was really, really cool. So the sky's the limit. Your yeah. imagination yeah. is... Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want people to think of libraries as that creative space as well. And a fun space as well. Jessica Sorrenti, head of IT and digital services for the Scranton Public Library, and Jenny Schoner, assistant to the CEO of the library, here to speak with us about Swinging on Vine, benefiting the Scranton Public Library in its 11th year, and it will take place Friday, May 27th, from 5 to 8 p.m., 500 Vine Street in Scranton. There will be live music featuring Picture Perfect, Light, fair, drinks, raffles, and a lot of fun. Albright.org for more information. Swinging on Vine. It's Friday, May 27th from 5 to 8 p.m. at 500 Vine Street at the Albright Memorial Library. Tour the historic building and enjoy good food, good music, and good friends. Albright.org. Oh, and me and I, it's never